Ian and Josh, aren't we a wonderful pair? This is Unanimous Indecision. I'm Joshua Troop. I've got Ian Rismondo with me. Hey. We're back. It's been a while. Now, uh, I mean, we returned to the, the TV show review format from a month ago on The Mandalorian. Um, but it, it's crazy. Like, it, it's been a year and a half. And it's been it's been a pretty rough year for for a lot of people, and I guess continues to do so. And and what I'm saying is, what I mean to say is, welcome back to the Stark Expo because the MCU is finally back, and it's come back with Wandavision episodes one and two dropped to some people's surprise. Uh, that there, there were some rumors that that could be happening, um, but otherwise. Yeah, how how did you enjoy? Oh, by the way, just before I pass the torch completely to Ian, uh, we will be spoiling this show. <laughs> there so, is no way around that. We don't know yeah. enough to be able to not spoil it while talking about it. <laughs> yeah, um, there there will be things that we will talk about that don't need spoilers. But uh, for the most part, we will be spoiling the show. Uh, so this is your warning now. Uh, come watch us again. Uh, otherwise. Uh, if you're new to the show, this is where we review WandaVision every week. Um, Ian, what'd you think of it? It's awesome. Uh, it's it's very good. Um, I absolutely loved most of the first two episodes. Uh, and I say most because I have such a hard time watching cringe. So like the, the interaction between uh, WandaVision and Mr. and Mrs. Hart was just so hard to watch. Dude, I I was thinking that while I was watching it, I was like, I wonder if Ian's not gonna like this show because <laughs> uh, uh, it almost feels like it's a merge of like uh, 50s, 60s I Love Lucy with The Office, which is like the strangest blend of all time. But uh, and then there's superheroes, yeah. but. Yeah, um, I mean everything else. I, I had a blast about. I loved like listening into the dialogue, trying to find little hints and and stuff about. Uh, where the show's gonna go, what they're what they're trying to do, had a blast with that. Um, I actually, and this kind of shocked you. I took uh, a little over two pages of notes. Well, you know, the devil's in the details. The devil's in the details. <laughs> That's not the only place he is. Right. Uh, yeah. When, when I heard that line, I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute." <laughs> now I gotta start keeping uh, track. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Wait, is Mephisto gonna show up? That'd be crazy." Um. I have a feeling, but uh, so I'm, I want to run through a little bit of the, the things that I caught and see if you either caught these, maybe we can talk about them. Yeah, go for it. All right. So very beginning of the first episode, uh, we see a for sale sign on the house. Right. Uh, from Hopkins Reality Company. And we have a right. phone number uh, with a 732 area code, which places it in New Jersey. So Westview is in New Jersey. <laughs> you know what else is in New Jersey? Uh, isn't Camp? Camp Lehigh? Camp Lehigh. In New Jersey? Yeah. Um, right? Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's nearby. Uh, oh, that's an interesting thing. I, I hadn't thought about that, uh, the significance of New Jersey, but uh, that that is cool because uh, maybe it isn't too far, and that would explain – well, I guess we don't know anything. but uh, <laughs> Not yet, but we'll get there. I, I was going to say I guess that's the speedy response time that because it, it seems that – uh, Wanda creates this bubble of reality. I think the people are real. I think so too. Uh, ba based on the depiction and several comments they make about like, if they weren't real, why would they not like them? Right. <laughs> why would they create people that they still have to fit in with? <laughs> like, that's weird to me. Yep. Um, and then and there's like several hints that tell us that they are real people, but we'll get to that. And I mean, we know for sure that one person in episode two, or I guess technically two people, are definitely real. Uh, one is Geraldine. Yes. And one is the beekeeper that the climbs beekeeper. out of the sewer. <laughs> uh, I assume everyone's real. But uh, yeah, I I don't know, though. It, the, the intros are tons of fun. Um, so is the first episode the 50s or the 60s? I, th uh, I thought it was the 50s. That was my thought at first, uh, but there's a couple hints uh, within the show and without and outside the show that tell us that it actually takes place in the 1960s. Why? Uh, the first and this, as soon as I see a calendar, man, I gotta I gotta figure it out. 
Sure, but there's so, got to be one year in each decade where that so, calendar is reasonable. <laughs> Maybe. So we see uh, we see that the first episode takes place on August 23rd because there's the little heart on the calendar. Right. There's uh, and there's a couple years throughout the past 70 or so years that... that uh, sorry. The month of August that they're in starts on a Tuesday, and that only happens a couple times um every every few or so years right uh so there was 1950 which we could do but that doesn't fit with some of the other information and then the next closest one that made sense was 1961 why does 1950 not because there's a few so uh there's a commercial on the on the tv within the show um that there's a little line talks about uh, i can't remember exactly what it was it's a toaster uh, right no it's like it's a, a tv commercial where it says like little Susie wants just to watch like a color television or something like that uh mm. color television wasn't invented until 1953 okay uh, additionally they're just, they're just really hyping it up three years early potentially <laughs> uh additionally the this is something that we talked about quite a bit uh the house of m wine bottle oh right Right. Uh, if you if you look at that, it's it's a 1953 vintage. Okay. Again, uh, just planning for the future. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and planning for the future a lot is the Yakety Yak song that plays. Ah, and when does that uh, come out? <laughs> the Yakety Yak song by the Coasters uh, came out in 1958. Okay, I thought you were gonna say 53 again. I was like, nope. <laughs> a lot nope. of things in 50. Uh, okay. So okay. that's all. The, okay. But even though it maybe points to a 1960s date. Because there's definitely, it feels like a jump in graphics, a jump in their house is different mm -hmm. between episode one and two. Yes. Uh, their, their clothes are vastly different between episodes yes. one and two. And two to me very much feels like the 60s. It might feel like the late 60s. I have Which one more bit points of... me to thinking that, and, and maybe, maybe episode one is the late 50s, maybe it's like 59 is the vein which would there would still be that stuff coming out in like 1961 it would still be 50 True. i mean we still had um uh in the early 2000s we still had remnants of the uh the michael bay action movies kind of thing yeah. um like it's not like they actually ever ended but uh michael bay action movie in the 90s was like a gold standard of action movies uh, in style and explosions, this, that, and the other thing. Um, and like all nineties action movies fall into that for the most part, but there were still a few that came out in the early two thousands mm -hmm. because people hadn't decided that to start phasing them out yet. <laughs> sure. Uh, and so that's all the information that I have from inside the show. However, there's a little bit on the outside, the production side uh, that gives us a hint to its date as well. Uh, yeah. So, the the intro sequence of episode one feels very much it follows not exactly shot for shot but it, it's very much in the vein of the dick van dyke show right i'm with that uh, which premiered which which ran from 1961 to 66. additionally gotcha. dick van dyke himself was cons was uh, brought in to consult on episode one. Oh my man <laughs> uh sp specifically the, the the style of gags that they used mm -hmm. uh in the show and Felt so very that, similar that's why I I'm led to believe that it's 1961 rather than any other. Granted, yeah, none of this means that. anything because this all takes place much later. But it is really interesting trying to try figure out like <laughs> it is really interesting trying to try figure out when this takes place like within this pocket reality. Yeah, uh, going to other commercials since you brought that up. Okay. Uh, two, I, I think more significant commercials that we get in both these episodes than the one you yes. brought up. Uh, is the Stark Industries 2000 toaster. Yes. Um, Which has a fantastic tagline. And then also the uh, the Strucker watch. You gotta, which, you need your lady and your Strucker. Which um, also has a really good tagline. Do you, do you know what those are? I don't remember them. Okay, I've got it. So the Stark one, the Stark toaster is forget the past, this is your future. Mm. Which feels very much like Okay. So Wanda yep. has had a lot of history with Stark. A Stark uh, missile is what killed her family. Right. Uh, and then she goes to being part of the Avengers, being in house lockdown, uh, and then on the run. So she doesn't really have any any place to be. She doesn't really have a, uh, a family right, right now. Forget the past. This is your future. Uh, and then for the Strucker watch, uh, it's Strucker. He'll make time for you. Ooh. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and going on to that, uh, I think it's interesting the order we're presented them with, uh, because like you said, the the first probably most significant thing to ever happen in her life, <laughs> beyond like normal things, uh, is her family being killed, um, and she sees a Stark weapon. So so Stark is the first influential member to her life um, that like vastly changed her life. Um, but then after that, her and Pietro are on the run until they get captured by Hydra. And the very next person who's super influential in their life is Strucker. And so I was like, oh, I wonder if there's going to be something to keep up with that. And maybe may we do end up getting more of their origin story in this. I don't know. We, we had that discussion earlier this week about whether or I not, think very much so. That's, um, that's my, I, I don't know if we'll be shown it, but I think it'll be talked about. Um, because this doesn't seem like a show that will give us flashbacks. It just doesn't have that vibe currently. Um, because it's very much like wanting to keep its style and tone of each episode. So I don't know if they would break that to give us a flashback of <laughs> 2010 or whatever year uh, she's with Strucker. Uh, and so then, uh, but we get those really two cool intro sequences. Uh, one almost kind of feels like a little bit like the Jetsons. Uh, those are those are really cool. I liked that. Uh, they also filmed this with old cameras, which is why the graphics aren't super great in the first couple episodes. Um, but then they seem to switch to modern high quality cameras uh, in those really intense moments in those episodes. And it really emphasizes uh, what 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 we should be looking at and like what we really need to be paying attention to because everything else, uh, especially in the first episode more than the second is, was kind of grainy. Um, like it didn't look the best until uh, halfway through the dinner party when that really intense thing starts happening and then everything becomes very clear. Um, Man, that, that dinner party that, like I've got some stuff written about that. I mean, the setup for the dinner party is so good, though. Yes, it's so good that they're like, "Oh, there's a heart," and they both blame each other for forgetting. And then she's planning this whole anniversary evening. He finds out that it's just their boss, his boss, coming to dinner. And oh my goodness, that's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I completely agree. Um. I think our did the dinner party is when we first see that not all is right in this lovely pocket reality. Uh, and not necessarily that by the end of it, Mr. Hart is choking. Uh, but, <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's, that's not the thing, <laughs> but it's more so the dialogue that Mr. And Mrs. Hart have with Wanda and vision. So like, as they sit down, Mrs. Hart's like, so where are you from? Why'd you move here? Blah, blah, blah. And why don't you have any kids? I mean, there's definitely a ton of emphasis on children, especially even more more so in the second episode. Absolutely. Uh, um, so for the children, God. for the which horrible. Um, <laughs> so Mr. Hart starts asking, like, this is a reasonable question. Like, where are you from? Why why have you come here? And then he starts getting he like ramps up. Why have you come here? And then by the end of it, it sounds very crazed. Like, yeah. if, like I, I think this is these are real people, and I think he broke out of the stupor for a second, or or like he's he's coming to consciousness and, and is like he and the rest of the town knows that they shouldn't be there, and he's like, well, why have it, you come here? It's actually really cool that they dropped both these episodes because I feel like episodes one's ending with the um, uh, and, and I'll wrap this back to what you're saying, <laughs> but uh, the, how it kind of the episode ends but then we kind of get like a cliffhanger that like i guess this is being broadcasted <laughs> to sword yes uh more or less and maybe that's deep down wanda screaming for help kind of thing i don't think that's uh, wanda screaming for help potentially okay uh do you think it's agnes because who else has that power kind of i like, think like that would be screaming for help i think that's the civilians the people that are trapped Within they're her. broadcasting their bedroom like that doesn't know okay well that's <laughs> okay. that's that's something separate which i can i'll 
bring it to you, but go ahead and say what you were saying. Okay. Um, I, th- I think it's very Truman show esque. Yes. Uh, and, uh, but, but because we did get the second episode and the second episode kind of also has its own cliffhanger. So I thought it was actually uh, pretty well done in a way. Uh, but uh, in the second episode, we get an additional character, um, Dottie. Yep. Uh, where she is, uh, what, what does she say? She's like, I don't like you. I think, I think you don't belong here or something. Right. What? I don't remember exactly what she said, but it, it was pretty. Uh, and, and then she says, what are you doing here? Uh, and then she asks again and it doesn't get to the point of where she's choking, but the radio breaks reality and receives and it, transmissions from the outside. And then the, the color of the blood is, is broken. Um, and so like the, these interrogating moments seem to be poking holes in, in the shield. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that my interpretation is that so far, um, even though I do kind of hope someone is doing this to Wanda or at least using Wanda for it, but the, uh, I think, I think for some reason, Wanda's a huge fan of sitcoms <laughs> that that was never established before, but she, uh, when she was living in the new Avengers facility, she watched a ton of old sitcoms <laughs> And uh, so she was like, my ideal world is I Love Lucy. That's my ideal. So she puts up a bubble, lives in I Love Lucy or the Dick Van Dyke show you pick, but goes through that. Okay. It's doesn't work out because they get interrogated by Mr. Hart. And so she's like, okay, I really need to increase the strength of the simulation or whatever. So, which means she has to bring it a decade closer to reality into episode two so that her shield can be stronger. The bubble can be stronger. Okay. And yet again, uh, we see the beekeeper come out of the sewer and whatnot and the helicopter, this, that, and the other thing. Um, and so she, and she even says when she sees the beekeeper, she goes, no. no. And then it rewinds, which points to her somewhat being in control. Somewhat, yes. If she didn't say no and it just rewinded, maybe it's still 50-50. But the fact that she said no, I think heavily leans into that she's in control. Um, that she's partially intentionally doing this to herself. I think partially is, is probably the, um, the way to that. But so then it rewinds to their kiss and then it moves another decade because she's bringing it a decade closer to reality. Uh so it's kind of weakening the intensity of this bubble, but increasing the power of the shields because she doesn't want people breaking in. She doesn't okay. want people disturbing it. Uh, that, that's where I'm at right now. So uh, I think you've got some, some points there. I don't know if I agree with you entirely. Uh, I, think I don't know that, if I do either. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, she's doing this to herself partially. I think that her mind has p- potentially split maybe not necessarily like to a full psychosis, but like part of her is like, you know what? I just want to revert into this happy little uh, sitcom reality. Uh, and then when things go out of their way to like break this, where where she can't, it gets to a point where she can't explain it within she this. So like the answers. Yeah. The beekeeper coming out of the sewers. Uh, <laughs> it is a that, beekeeper, right? It is a beekeeper. You hear bees buzzing. <laughs> However, I think that's a sword agent or a sword. For sure. hundred yeah. percent. Uh, but in her mind, that was like, there's no, like, what could it possibly be? But when she says no, of a beekeeper, I mean, like it looks so much like they're hostages basically. And it it looks so much like a legion that that's what it reminded me of a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Um, there's a lot of legion vibes for sure. But I, so she says no, which kind of feels like the no more mutants kind of. Oh yeah. Uh, and next then she, time, next time, uh, like an episode no four, she goes no more, and then it resets right. again. Right, and then it's like uh, uh, and then and then the final one, it's no comma more mutants. <laughs> right, comma, and then there's uh, only two, and they're both her kids. No. Exactly. <laughs> uh, 
so what I think is happening is so we, we see her, when she sees the beekeeper, she says no, and then rewinds time. And I'm that's either the first or second time that she's like actively stepped outside of the simulation to to like do something. Okay. Um, and at, at, right as she does that, that's when color appears, as if yeah. like it's peeling a layer back. See, on the see I, I think uh, to a certain extent she did, maybe not without the rewinding time, but she peeled a layer off. Uh, between episode one and two because there's so many differences in style that, that i'm like some something changed i know back. they didn't show it to us i know what it is i know what it is and then it's, they explain the change at the end of episode two being like see this is how things change it's it's her it's her deadpanning saying vision help him because that seems right. so, so out of but, place. But what, yeah, my, my point is just that it's like off camera. That sure, sure, but like just things. But yeah, sure. But I, I think I think that was the first layer off. Of it's this so weird back. that neither of them help him. Like immediately, like they're just frozen and right. Like, are is a part of them like, oh, do we let him die because he's destroying this reality? <laughs> um i don't know but it's so it's weird yeah um so something else that's interesting uh while wanda is trying to make the perfect home-cooked meal uh she starts messing up and it's pretty bad and that was horrible to watch i, I just I was like yeah. oh geez yeah. but once she starts struggling is when agnes shows up right agnes and shows up a lot in episode that, but, one and two but this feels this feels very much like when you're t when when wanda is struggling with her powers Agnes shows up to help. Uh, she, um, so I was like, mm, that kind of feels like. I also noticed up. Uh, the first person to show up after Wanda interacts the color sword helicopter. It's Agnes it's again. Agnes. And I'm like, mm, she. So, so, but but it, if it goes to the thing of like Agnes wanting, like not being like totally this evil person, but maybe she wants something out of I Wanda's powers. It. She keeps talking about her husband Ralph, but it's weird that her husband Ralph hasn't showed up yet. Right. So maybe, maybe her husband Ralph is dead. Maybe and she wants him and, back. And so Ooh. she she talks about him as if he's alive, so that so Wanda will, will make a mistake. And as part of her sitcom, what's something that happens? Oh, a character that has been talked about eventually shows up. And something else, something else. Uh, when when uh, Agnes like brought the uh, the pineapple for the fruit, like mm -hmm. and, and Wanda slammed the door, that little waving hand she did is almost like as a goodbye is almost the exact same thing that Wanda did when looking mm. through Vision to try and find a piece of gum. Whoa! It's almost the exact same. So Super maybe she's cool. like she she knows she she looks through and she sees that Vision's not exactly okay. So there's that. Oh. Um, Cutting to the end of the first episode, uh, we, we we cut out of the screen and we see that like there's someone taking notes like at a sword base uh, about this. If we look to the left, there were like two little like there was like a screen showing some readings, definitely, which might be like Wanda's actually unconscious. Like this isn't she's not actually walking around inside of a town. Uh, I I don't I maybe <laughs> I mean anything could happen at this point, right? <laughs> but uh, I don't think so, just because some of the, well, two things. Um, Geraldine existing. Right. Uh, which Geraldine is Monica Rambo. That's what I thought. Um, and I do believe she's already a sword agent. Maybe she's been wiped or something, okay. or she's playing it off, but she hesitates when she gives her name. Right. Um, but then she's like pretty excited to work with it. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know if Monica Rambo in universe is a great actor. <laughs> like that's fair um or if she has forgotten certain things but she makes some comments about like i don't know what i'm doing here right um but it's probably the best it just makes sense that she would have already been a sword agent because i have a hard time believing that nick fury was just like i know captain marvel left i'm leaving too right <laughs> i will never check in again <laughs> <laughs> i think that's good, good evidence that she's not actually asleep uh they're not like unconscious yeah, um, that, that, that's my one thing and then there's also a shot in the trailer that appears to be some sort of red magic bubble yes dome kind of thing which i think uh, we'll, we're getting to and that kind of that red magic bubble dome uh which is the best i want that to be the red magic bubble dome that's yeah, the that's official real. name exactly <laughs> um the blip 
I feel uh, like it's gotta be called the Scarlet though. Scar- Scarlet <laughs> Magic Bubble Dome. So in episode, yeah, in episode two, we hear the early bangs, which eventually Wanda like explains as branches on the window. Right. I think that's what we're trying to get in. For essentially. sure. I'm with okay. that. Okay. So uh, we and, hear and that. Maybe it's even, there's a bang every time they get in kind of thing. There's a bang maybe. for the helicopter, a bang for the beekeeper. So, bang. Now, now we don't get instant gratification after the bang of what they were. And so, like, I guess you could count the number of bangs and then figure out how many times. Maybe. Uh, I, I definitely didn't do that. How many distortions I, there are. But I have a feeling that that little red and yellow helicopter with the sword logo is an actual <laughs> what, what, is an actual helicopter that made it a through. A full-sized mm-hmm. helicopter? Oh, my gosh. Uh, and, again, Wanda's doing her best to explain it away. And a sword agent being a beekeeper is pretty much the same as a real helicopter being a little toy helicopter. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty good because when I was looking at, I was like, we have better drones than that. Like, like I'm not necessarily talking about like I don't need drones like Spider-Man Far From Home drones because uh, those drones are like really intense. But like today in real life, we have drones better than that singular helicopter. And so I was like, because initially I, I went to drone, but you saying it's a real helicopter, you might be right. I think it is. That would be crazy. Um, we also see <laughs> now we start we start getting oh before the, for the children logo. Yeah, uh, that everyone says it's on the sign at the magic. Uh, Dude, the real helicopter. Show. I don't know. I can't get past this. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's the helicopter. Oh man, I'm gonna be thinking about this all day. I sure I sure hope it's not actually red and yellow, because that's just weird. <laughs> I know that that would be weird. It's such an ugly. It is interesting that every time color is broken, it's predominantly red. Yes. Speaking of that, going back to the first episode briefly, actually, when is the first time that, that we get color in the show? I already forgot, but there, there's uh, there's something. Because so, I think you're wrong. So the second time is the helicopter. Yes. And then the third is the blood. Yes. Uh, although was the, the, fir- ra- was the radio in color also during the that first period? one is in the first episode. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, what what is it? It happens in the Stark toaster commercial. Really? Oh, the the, the little red blinking light is the first time we see color. Additionally, Whoa. something else that's really weird with that the Super sound cool. the sound of the toaster like turning on is the Iron Man pulser sound like of it charging. So I don't just, know why. I don't know why. So I but, wonder if just like her reality is being broadcasted regardless of whether she's broadcasting or someone else's just like her reality is being broadcasted and swords picking up the signal to a certain extent, the things that sword is doing to the bubble might be like, it's being broadcasted via commercials, via loud crashes. That's cool. That's cool. That that is pretty cool. I I thought the sound sounded familiar, but I was like, I don't know, maybe it's just creepy. But good good eye picking up on that. That's true. Yep. Um. So uh, then we 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 get to the the women's club. Is it, it's it's not a Rotary Club, is it? What is? I don't know what it's called. I don't know um, if they specifically they don't call it a Rotary Club. I'll I just wrote that. the women's club. That's yeah. what I wrote. <laughs> it's the episode um, the women's club and the men's club. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so we get Dottie braiding Beverly saying the devil's in the details, Bev. And Agnes comes over and says, that's not the only place he is. That's, that's yeah. a big one. That's like, a big one. Oh my goodness. If Mephisto shows up, that'll be I think crazy. It's going to. So crazy. Uh, Mephisto. Okay. So, so that's the other thing that actually becomes interesting. Cause not necessarily with Agnes. We're talking about all these red things, right? And it's red cause Scarlet Witch, but Mephisto, but Mephisto. skin is red. Now, okay, I've got two things. So moving moving on, when Vision goes to the neighborhood watch party, right? Uh, he shows up and he's like, "All right, uh, he's not, he feels not, stressed. The, not the party, just the meeting, <laughs> the neighborhood watch meeting." Uh, but he, he it's he's a like, watch right. party of the neighborhood, right? Um, <laughs> he's like, "Okay, we need patrols. We got shifts. Like keeping our eye around town." It feels very much like he has an idea that someone's outside the town trying to get in, but which I made mean, me think of. So but, it, but it's excused, right? Because of the tree crashing. Now the tree crashing because of someone trying to get in. It's right. like, yes, I agree with you, but I don't know if he necessarily consciously thinks yeah, that I don't it's know. someone trying to get in. 
to him maybe, maybe that's like, the hit for those loud song. crashes are weird right uh i will say that norm um, offers him a piece of gum called big red. big red gum and red again big also, red is, is norm actually is norm the devil is norm the devil is right because he so so they start because i was like so Ooh. so going into this um i was like you know i really like this show i'm really into these first two episodes but this isn't vision oh. like this dude is animated he says he's incapable of exaggeration but he exaggerates in the episode like um and it's like he's clearly capable of a lot more things than he says he is because he's incapable of love and yet he loves wanda so uh i i think it's just leads into wanda's manifestation of vision that this is kind of not necessarily what she wants him to be but like he he she wants a version of vision that fully embraces this reality they're in yeah that fully embraces their relationship together that fully embraces and is just trying to make her happy and so that allows her to fulfill part of her goal which is to make him happy and so um you you it, it's told in such a way though that it's like oh man they love each other so much yeah. like but it very much feels like he is her manifestation of him yeah um and even though they still have problems and whatnot but it's like you don't want everything to go super smoothly like you still want to retain the parts of vision that are that are great uh, i'm still thinking this idea that norm might be mephisto yeah so, so what i was getting in with that is it's so when they're talking sharing top secret information vision calling out norm as a communist i was like wait is norm actually a communist because it's like why so would bad vision, at why would vision make that up right <laughs> like um and he even says later that without the gum he's bad at making jokes but that's clearly a very good joke because everybody laughs <laughs> and whatnot. But like, so so I was like, well, maybe he's not. At, I mean, regardless of whether he is a communist or not, but the color most associated with communists, once again, if there's a theme here, <laughs> your microphone light is red. <laughs> are you yeah. are you Mephisto? You're red. I, I am Mephisto. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was like, so he calls Norm a communist, which it doesn't matter whether Norm's communist or not, but well, maybe it does, but I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it does. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess a couple of people in the neighborhood won't break bread with Bolsheviks. So uh, <laughs> the just being a line in the episode. Um, but like red having to do with communism, vision going, oh, Norm's red, Norm's Mephisto. Uh, I don't know. That's interesting. Additionally, when we first meet Norm, when he's working side next to Vision, he says like, "You're like a human computer or something." I don't remember the exact what it's right. Like. He it doesn't seem like he's playing with Vision, but what if he is? But what if he is? Additionally, um, so although Norm what if it's giving... the other guy with the mustache who loses his grandmother's piano gets fired from his job? That's Donnie's uh, husband. Oh my gosh, is that really? Yeah. That's so funny. Because Dottie made the f the five course meal to impress the the boss. That's that's Dottie's husband. That's great. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> going back to Norm real quick. So he gives he gives Vision the gum, the big red gum, which mm -hmm. I think is a reference yeah. to Mephisto. Yeah, uh, red. If, well, then is it Herbert? If, Herbert's the one giving the gum. But it, every everyone, it's a whodunit. But <laughs> if this is if this is in relation to Mephisto, this might be the first time Mephisto has like his hands on the simulation hands on the reality he's messing with it because he messes with vision like his inner works and basically vision comes drunk off of gum yeah uh, but That's it so forces good, it it's forces so wanda good. to have to use magic like in front of people like which could potentially break the simulation or, or have her to but why would up. mephisto want to break it right i don't know I'm, i don't know but i think this might be one of the first times mephisto has his hands like directly in the simulation like the way i see it is whether it's mephisto or agnes one of them has like isolated control and maybe it's both maybe it's both and maybe they're fighting over her secretly um or fighting together i don't know but isn't, isn't agnes like typically working for mephisto 
Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked too much into her character. I, I just looked at her connections with Scarlet Witch, yeah. which is her primary connections. Right. Um. So, so I mean, maybe again, they could be working together, and that'd be okay. Um. So, I mean, it would kind of work that Agnes is like the connection to Wanda, while uh, Mephisto is the connection to Vision. Mm-hmm. So they need a pair to fight the pair, kind of thing. Uh, but. I just don't understand why they would want to break the simulation. That's fair. I don't have an answer. If they just... have isolated, not control, but uh, isolated interactions with Wanda without sword interfering. Like, why would True. they want that? True. I, I feel like their perfect world is the <laughs> this interaction with Wanda so that they, they can constantly, either one of them or both together, constantly manipulate her true uh going back to what you mentioned before when when uh wanda's talking with Dottie and she's like who are you why are, what are you doing here uh this feels like the second time that like one of the citizens has like come close to consciousness or whatever and is like why are you here why are you messing with us well i mean i think they all are to a certain extent because it goes back to the beginning of the episode where vision's like oh they, that, they, people that, think they're these weird people that moved in town yeah, and she's like, oh, people that walk through walls and move people with their mind, and she makes this great face. Right. <laughs> um, you don't think they're talking about us? Uh, and so it's like, I guess it's kind of weird that people would be so weird about neighbors, but mm-hmm. I guess they're not super weird. But I mean, it's a weird town in general. Well, I mean, this is, <laughs> this is like during the height of the Cold War when people are like looking at their neighbors trying to be like, oh, are you a Soviet? And she is European, especially right. Eastern European. <laughs> like Sokovia probably was under communist control. I have very, very low doubt that uh, it wasn't. Something interesting. Uh, so at the magic show, like the, the Westview magic show, where like all the, the most people from town are there, uh, Mr. Hart wasn't there. Right. It's and interesting. Agnes was sitting with Mrs. Hart. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if like Mr. Hart's he's out, he got fired, he's out of the simulation, or if he's yeah. just like he's off the Truman show. That happened, right. right? He he figured out he figured out that he's in a show and like went crazy. I don't I don't know. But I thought that was pretty interesting. Do you think whatever episode, maybe it's like six or seven, mm-hmm. they'll find Mr. Hart's body? Oh jeez. Or do you think he's just out of the simulation? I feel oh, like he'd be dead. No. I he might be dead. I feel like he'd be uh, dead. I feel like he he. Woke I didn't think up about it until you brought it up, but I feel like he woke up too much and then. But had then, to be. do you think? Do you think Dottie escapes? Is Dottie a good? Is she good? I th- I think she hasn't woken up enough. I feel like if more and more citizens have this like wake up moment, realizing something's actually wrong here, we'll start seeing town members disappear. The thing is, the town's not that big. It's not, but, but I, I mean, it is. We just haven't met weird. a lot of people. That's why, like, I feel like maybe in a future episode, we might see, like, oh, yeah, like this family, they moved out. <laughs> but that's like half the cast. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I do have a theory um, as the show goes on. And I feel like that as Wanda uses her powers in a more cognizant manner, rather than just like magic to make dishes move, but like when she specifically rewinded time, we'll see the facade of the reality start to fade. And eventually we'll come to, we'll, we'll start seeing like, it, we'll see the sword agents, we'll see the big red bubble shield. I mean, one of the things that, right. Uh, I think one of the things that's really interesting is regardless of whether this is the 50s, 60s, whatever year it is, yeah. uh, the houses from the outside, very modern houses. <laughs> <laughs> that's because this takes place in 2020 something. Um, I was like, hmm, interesting. Uh and so that led me to believe that like maybe their house is the only one that internally looks not so modern. Right. So if we go uh, into ours, <laughs> it'll be like, but, uh, but yeah, I'm curious. Do you think, cause I kind of feel like episode three is going to start explaining a lot of things. Probably. Um, which is cool that we get to speculate before that episode comes out. But do you think we know there's a big Halloween episode coming up? Yes. Do you think episode three is that or four? Because to four. me, it makes more sense for Halloween to be the 80s. True. And it feels like we're only in the 70s. Yeah. So I feel like this this next episode is when Geraldine uh, Monica Rambeau is going to 
reveal herself to I, I don't know like or we get that thing from the trailer where she's like i don't know why i'm here i don't know who i am yeah uh i feel like that's gonna be next episode so taylor brought something up um now he doesn't know that geraldine's gonna be uh monica rambo yeah, but uh but he made a comment that like after the magic show that like oh what if geraldine is the character that like she's brought into like the main cast into the pair as like, and she knows their secret. She's the one they tell. And so I was like, okay, well maybe not, but that actually brings up an interesting fork in the story where one direction is that way, but maybe she does press them. And so she questions the reality or whatever. Um, And then either one of two things happens, either they bring her in and then eventually mephisto or agnes throw her out of the bubble like we see in the trailer or she throws her out of the bubble i think she she, and that that's what i'm giving her her powers uh which sucks but uh whatever (laughs) it is what it is i don't think she has powers yet i think she's just a straight sword agent Uh, uh and so she throws her uh after she's pressing 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 maybe the end of the episode will be Wanda throwing her through the bubble. And then episode four, I guess, maybe starts with outside the bubble. And we learn, like you said, about the sword stuff. Meanwhile, inside the bubble, we get the Halloween stuff. Now, isn't those lines of Agnes that we know about the Halloween, the Agnes lines in her car on Halloween, those are weird lines now, right? Yeah. She's surprised that Vision is here because he's dead. Is that weird? That, that feels that, weird. That wouldn't make sense if we go with the uh, the understanding that she knows what's happening in this pocket reality. She knows what's really going on. And it feels like she does because she acts different than every other person. Right. She acts like she has some actual knowledge. Every single other person, she acts different than. And so it's like, if she doesn't have any input to the reality, that's kind of weird. Um, so I think in that Halloween episode, I mean, we're kind of speculating pretty far out if that is episode four. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like when Vision's walking up to the car, like everyone seems to kind of be frozen. Yeah, something happened to Wanda, maybe, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's not next episode when uh, maybe Geraldine pushes a little bit. And maybe maybe they do tell her, maybe they don't. But maybe she is still in the simulation by the end of episode three. And it's actually episode four that everything comes to a climax. And it's Monica passing through the barrier that freezes the simulation kind of. Maybe. With the exception of Wanda and Vision. And then Vision walks into this car where it appears that Agnes is frozen. She's actually not frozen because because she is outside of it in a certain extent. Um, and then, but yeah, I, I just, am I dead? No. Why would you think that? Because you are. That's what she said. Do you think we're going to get that line or we're going to get maybe the line's just not in the trailer or not in the show? Like maybe it's just the trailer line. Because that same shot of her in the car, we got two different lines. We got the It could be a longer. It could be. It could be, but it looked like it was the same shot of her. What what was the other line? uh, Are you, you're the Avengers or are you the Avengers or something? Well, I think that's how it starts. I I think it'll be like, are you guys the Avengers? Am I dead? Am I dead? No, why would you think that? Because, because you are. Um, it's kind of like, remember how in uh, Deadpool 1, uh, we got all those trailers with those variant lines of, uh, what is his name? Tim Miller? Not Tim Miller. Tim Miller? Oh, yeah, right. We're, we're in. Um, you're, you're a topographical map of Utah and all, all those other not-so-family-friendly lines. There's and then like- they just used all of them, more or less. They did it. There's like six uh, minutes no, I of that scene. <laughs> I, I know, but 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 they did use like five. Right, you're right, you're right. In a, in a spot where you only expected them to actually have used one, but that was the point of it. Is they rattled off five insults. 
And so it's like, it, it could be something like that, that it's just a longer conversation than we think it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's such a weird line. I think I agree. Uh, like why is she surprised to see vision? I don't know. I'm curious. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm writing down some theories. I've got three, no, nothing new yet. Nothing new. I, I said during this, but like, I just am interested to see, I want them on paper. All right. Here's a crazy actual. one. Here's a crazy okay. one. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Monica, but what if Agnes does something in episode three and Wanda wipes Agnes and so Agnes kind of forgets that she's in a simulation before she knew. Now she doesn't know. Oh, interesting. And so Would then give her more of in a... the car. And so then she has to kind of make this crawl back story, even though she's a villain, the villain, I don't know, but she's, she gets this crawl back story to her own mind. That would be interesting. I think, um, because like what a setback for the villain that would be. But if there's also Mephisto, little does Wanda know there's a lot more going on here. That's true. That's uh, an interesting, uh, interesting theory. Um, I could see that happening. Cause that would give us like a bit of an explanation of why she's frozen within a simulation, because you would think if she's this powerful witch that. Well, Wanda I think she's faking being frozen. I, I think there will be other people that are frozen. Well then, and I what's think the she's just sitting still. That thing where, where he like. I guess he head. does. He does touch. Okay, he, maybe. he touches her head. You see like a power or something. Like he's breaking. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How could you forget about that, man? That's like the most important part. That they dropped like twelve second trailers every day for the past month. Yep. Every day. <laughs> I didn't watch all of them. I'm sorry. I did, and they're so similar. They they've done it well. Like you always say, we always say that yeah. you don't want to give away a lot of information. It's been almost the exact same footage with like one line different the entire yeah, they time. Just like rotate. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, like it's done here's well. Something with three shots. Here's something with a different three shots. Here's something with two pulled from that one. One pulled from this one. Right. And so it feels and, new, but it isn't. And and this is this is pretty good because it's. It, I mean, it got us hyped. It kept us hyped the entire time, while giving us barely any information. I. I'm so happy how much I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I hope other people are enjoying it, but uh, and I hope it keeps it up. I have no reason to think otherwise. Um, I think next episode we might not get Darcy, but I do think we'll get something outside of the bubble in the next episode. Yeah. We may not get to see the bubble itself, but I do think we'll see uh, Agent Wu. Um, dude, what a promotion for Agent Wu, though. Working for Sword now? Like Right. <laughs> He, he he's gone up i don't know i i, I want to know how like did he did he know who to speak to was he just like maybe it was scott you know like maybe at the funeral uh for iron man scott walked over to nick fury and he's like hey i know you're starting this new gig i got i got a buddy who's like really struggling at the fbi um and he's like and i know a lot of the intelligence agencies have sort of passed people around um it, can, can you hook this guy up? And he's like, we'll he look really into the space force. Here he's like, we'll look into it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, he's what like, that, that brings up someone else who works for uh, an American intelligence agency. Uh, Sharon Carter works for the CIA. Do yeah. you think when we see her in Falcon and Winter Soldier, she'll actually be a sword agent by then? Ooh. Uh, I hope she. I don't necessarily think so because Falcon and Winter Soldier is a lot more. A lot more grounded, even though he can fly. But uh, I don't know. But I'm excited to see her again. Uh, yeah, I mean, all, all these recurring characters are great, and and it's cool that like the recurring characters clearly aren't stealing the show. I mean, where? <laughs> um, but I'm curious about if and how Monica's going to get her powers. I think the bubble. We're onto something with the bubble unfortunately but yeah it's probably uh, it is what it is and i mean i guess i guess if you had had me choose between two options of either wanda gives and this is assuming it's not both either wanda gives monica her powers or wanda makes mutants in our reality i'd prefer the monica one <laughs> uh but 
because I I don't know how they're going to do the mutants in it, but I hope it's something that kind of like inhumans, I guess, that they're just around and they've been pretty quiet because every time they speak up, they're they have genocide committed upon them. Right. Um, it would definitely be better than just like, this is the point of beginning for mutants. Cause then and we then, miss out. And then it makes sense for Wanda and Pietro to have already been mutants. They just had their gift unlocked. Right. Um, which is kind of in the, in a similar vein to Deadpool, right? Deadpool was a mutant, but they unlocked his ability. Um, and, and so it's so it could work. But I, I mean, we're, we're still probably a little bit of ways uh, from mutants. Totally. I mean, maybe this show will do stuff, but um, dude, if this show has a Magneto name drop, I'm going to lose it. We might get to see although, And I'm not saying that if they just talk about magnets, I mean, I guess if they talk about magnets really intensely, there might be something, but <laughs> Yeah, my, my father Magnet. Uh, <laughs> well, they could choose Magnus. That's the name he goes by in the animated series. I feel like what they could do is something very much that like Legion season one did, which is like show his father from like the neck down. <laughs> right. Because uh, because I right they I haven't casted it yet. They. I am one hundred percent convinced that we will see. Uh, Wanda and Pietro in Scovia. Uh, I, 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 we're gonna see time of them within the cell, um, the Hydra facility. But I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. I would like to see some a bit more of their like childhood, maybe. Because mm-hmm. um, then we really could. We could see Magneto. We could see their their father. I don't it, think we're gonna get that in the show. Depends on how they do it. Because right. uh, Magneto gave them up when they were like infants. Right. In the comics, they don't have to follow that. That this is my permission. They don't have to follow the comics. <laughs> now that they've got your permission, but, um, they, uh, they, I mean, that would be an interesting thing because, like, in my head canon currently, her her parents did die. They were just her adoptive parents, right? Um, and Magneto gave them up either to them or to some proxy in between. Um, and so it'd be interesting to see either though, if I'm being honest, whether it's their adoptive parents, Magneto himself. I mean, any flashback we get, I think would be interesting. Um, I just don't know currently if this show has the tone for flashbacks. I think we're getting it, man. Um, I just don't know. Cause it, it would break the style, right? Well, I, th- I feel like the style is going to be broken. We're not going to we're not going to get to episode nine and have it still be in the style. Episode nine is not going to be in the style of a, of a sitcom. You don't think it'll be the 2030s? No. <laughs> no. Uh, right. Uh, that would be the correct decade count. Uh, I feel like I feel like by episode four or five, maybe episode five. I, uh, I think we're going to get to the 80s or 90s and then just hold that for a while. Probably, but I, but, I, but I don't. Like, I don't think the bubble will be broken until the second or last episode. Sure, the last but, last episode. But I feel like the the fake reality, not fake reality, but like the idea that we're following their lives within a sitcom, mm-hmm. like that will become a backdrop. It will because like the first two episodes are very much oh it's a sitcom style relationship right. with these weird things happening by by the end of the episode, this end of the season, it's going to be the weird things happening is the forefront and just the fact that they're still living in the eighties is going to be the backdrop. It's not going to focus on their lifestyle in the eighties. Cause we've already know that we already. Right. Know right. So I, I agree. I think that illusion is going to be broken by like the fifth episode, maybe six. Uh, I don't know if that's the right way to word what you're saying, but probably uh, not. Probably <laughs> not. I'm not the best with words, at, but at least if I'm understanding correctly, but uh, yeah, you, you're just saying, cause I mean, it will still be, an 80s sitcom it'll just be them investigating which i guess the 80s sci-fi movies were the perfect (laughs) genre to do that in so uh, i mean stranger things has taken advantage of that genre so well but uh pretty well for themselves so yeah so i think i think i agree with you that we'll probably hit the 80s or 90s and we'll hold that but yeah it does have to obviously ramp up to 
some level of investigating and getting an answer about what the heck is actually right. going on, whether it is just Wanda going crazy or Mephisto or Agnes or Mephisto and Agnes or um, or maybe it's Mrs. Hart. She wants revenge for her husband's death. Mm -hmm. um, th there's a bold one for you. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it'll super exciting, though. I'm just happy it's back. It's it's here. Um, I'm I'm so excited to be back within the MCU, like with new content. Did you notice? Oh, uh, well, two things. There they are seven minute long credits. Yes, <laughs> dude. I was like, holy cow! Now, like the episodes are short, but they don't necessarily feel short. Which, if you do that, you did a good job. Right. Uh, but they uh like the. <sighs> The credits, I was just like, seven minutes? Like, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of production value that go into this, and it's it's obviously uh, seen and understandable, but I was like, man, can't you, like, run the credits a little faster? <laughs> Jeez, like... I watched all of the credits for episode one, and I didn't for episode two. Same. Uh, but I feel like I'm going to go back and watch it, because at the credits, the credits rolling of episode one, we got to see, like, the the red color cells make like a flower they made a home they made a wedding rings um, yeah it would be interesting if new things are happening right so i'll, I'll probably go back and check uh, that out but. yeah the the red motif i'm sure we're not done with that um and then but but the other thing i was gonna say did you watch the thing i told you to watch did you so legends yes on I, did. I, Plus. I meant to have taylor watch him beforehand uh, but he's not here anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Um, but yeah, watching the Legends episode one and episode two. Episode one was Wanda, and episode two yep. was Vision. I think um, this is fantastic. They're as long as the credits are. <laughs> Seven minutes, and I'm with you. This is genius. This is perfect for someone who doesn't know these characters. It gives you literally everything you need to know about them from the beginning, their motivation who they're connected to and where they're going. It's so good. I, I kind of wish they were like, they, they took it all the way up to 10 minutes. Cause I think you could fill that. And there were certain things that I was a little disappointed. They cut from Wanda. Um, I don't know if there was as much that, well, no, I was disappointed. They cut certain things from vision, but, but there was a lot more on Wanda's side um, that I wanted to see. Uh, but like, it was pretty crazy because at first watching it, I was like, wait, is once I saw that episode two was vision, I was like, is the second half of this just going to be the same? But then it started with Jarvis and I right. way back in Iron Man one. And which I was is like, good, which is good like, because like, that is, that is pretty much should have started the with beginning. Carter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the Jarvis thing, um, and then it flows into like uh, Iron Man and uh, them creating Ultron, and then with Vision and this, then the other thing. Bruce, of course, having his input. Uh, see, see, like that was some of the stuff I was missing from Vision. I thought there would be a little bit more emphasis on like the cradle back of Age right. of Ultron. I was like, weird that they kind of moved through that pretty quick. Uh, that was his whole birthing chamber. <laughs> um, they hit some of the important parts, but but they they definitely hit the important parts. Like I, uh, it's uh, Maxwell Lord. All I can ask for is more. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, so like it was good. Don't get me wrong. I just want more deep down. Um, but yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, this is the perfect thing for someone that maybe has missed a movie or doesn't remember and doesn't want to go and rewatch. What would you have to rewatch for this? You have to rewatch. If we skip over the Jarvis stuff, you have to rewatch uh, age of Ultron, then civil war, infinity war end game. So that's a minimum of four movies. It's eight hours, probably nine, uh, nine or 10 hours of like prologue for this show that you should watch. All summed up in seven minutes. Yeah. For these characters. And yeah, it, it's really cool. I'm super, <laughs> it's crazy how excited I am to see the Falcon and Winter Soldier one when we get there. 
I don't know, like, there's going to be so much more content. They're going to have to cut that down. Right, because Winter Soldier was introduced in Phase 1. Falcon was introduced at the beginning of Phase 2. But they don't fight in Age of Ultron. I don't know if it's more content, actually. Uh, I don't know how much more it is. I think it's about four movies also for them. Maybe five. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's about the same, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, all right. What episode is Quicksilver showing up in before we head out? Six. Five. I'm saying five. Yeah. Five. Um, if he's showing up, we have no idea. But he's, he's showing up. <laughs> uh, he's showing up. Oh man, this is going to be super cool. Uh, thank you all for listening to our WandaVision review. If this is your first time listening to us, we're wrapping up. Um, but otherwise, we do we will be doing this every week as long as WandaVision is running. Then we will be taking off with Falcon and Winter Soldier shortly after. Uh, don't forget to catch us on Wednesdays uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern time where we will be reviewing... Uh, what are we reviewing? Matrix Reloaded this week um, and also talking about some uh, movie news and rumors that of the week. Um, so don't forget to catch us there and follow us on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecisions so that you can catch us live and interact with us. Uh, otherwise, and then we'll be doing, this show is Saturdays at um, 12 Eastern, uh, but Thank you all for listening and uh, really appreciate it. Ian Rismondo, we're back. We're back. <laughs> uh, I'm Joshua Troop, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>